Dummy thick sound. Dummy thick. Yo, let's speed run this podcast. Let's speed run the podcast. We're gonna nail it. Why, hello there, everyone. Hello. Another week has passed, or two weeks. Two weeks. I, 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 that's the second, you know, that's the second time I've done that on this and, big yeah. podcast, that I said a week has passed, and it's bi-weekly. And in two weeks, well, since, since the last time you did that. It definitely hasn't been 20 minutes since you said that. No, well, we, we definitely speed ran that two weeks thing. <laughs> we, don't, we, don't, we don't record two of these at a time. No, it's been quite a while since we've spoken. Yeah, which is why we're going to make a lot of references to things that you guys have said in the past two weeks. Yes. Definitely, definitely. So thanks for those things that you said. They, We appreciated <laughs> all of them. We appreciate the feedback. It was all positive. <laughs> you know, I know this is possibly the best podcast you've ever heard. And yeah. we appreciate the we, fact that you agree with us. We just want to say thank you. We appreciate you. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the podcast, everybody. So we're back. Another week, another topic. This one being another Alex topic. Yeah, this one's me. Spe- well, speaking of, you know what I realized that we haven't done since the very first episode? What's that? We haven't introduced ourselves. Like, we just kind of like, here we are, now we're talking. Do we need to? I mean, no, but it seems appropriate. And I'm know. the other voice. <laughs> I'm a guy. I'm Alex, a.k.a. some chef dude. I'm the bomb-ass pizza. And... and- I am Frank, aka the Salonium. Yeah, and so there we go. That's out of the way. There we go. Now we, we don't. We speed around the introductions, which so is a perfect segue. You'll hear that again five in five episodes. <laughs> 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 we save time by doing it once every five episodes. Yeah, it's it, it's it's not feasible to do it every episode to to do that skip, but. You it's know, a decent time. It's save. a decent time save when you're when you are able to get it. But hey, maybe we should wear name tags. <laughs> that's a good idea. Yeah, that's a good idea. I'm in. That way we won't have to do it anymore. <laughs> I like this. I like but this. This week's topic is this is something that's very close to me is uh, speed running. I love speed running. Any kind of speed running. Uh, give me the out of bounds, the the glitchless, the any percent, the hundred percent. I don't care. Give me a twenty minute run. Give me a four hour run. Whatever. As long as it's cool and I, I kind of understand what's going on. That's fine. Been Whatever. watching a lot of those four-plus-hour runs lately. Yeah, as fine. as we're doing this podcast, uh, the uh, RPG Limit Break's happening as mm-hmm. as we are doing the podcast right now. Yeah. Which I think the longest run I l- watched this weekend was the 10-hour uh, Final Fantasy oh, X yeah. relay. I, I stayed up for that Ooh. one, man. <laughs> I, it, was, it was an experience. Period. That was so good. I think the it longest was. run I ever watched was uh, the Final Fantasy VII, the eight-hour. Yeah, that was like eight hours with, uh, with Ajneb and Dave yeah. Stereo. Dave yeah. Stereo was on the Final Fantasy X one. He's the guy uh, with the big yeah. hair. Okay. Yeah. But oh, it was he's the cool. Eight-hour, any percent glitchless Final Fantasy VII. Like that's, I like. There's a hundred percent Chrono Trigger run I saw. Like that's some of this stuff is in, insane that people do, but. Uh, yeah, speedrunning is kind of just like intrinsically insane. Like, yeah, it it really <laughs> like, is. It it really is. Like, I we we talked about the topic just a tiny bit, kind of to get feelers as to where we wanted to go with with the podcast and stuff like that. Yeah, because there's a lot to talk about with stuff like this. And that first question that came up was, "What got you into speedrunning?" And I think that's an interesting question, like, where did it start for you? And funny enough, when Alex and I were talking about it, I think I kind of shocked you when I said that my response was Shovel Knight. Shovel Knight was the first thing that really got me into speedrunning. Because uh, I've talked about this. I don't think I've ever talked about it on the podcast. But something I've done for years is I have this... uh, I have this bi- I, I, ritual, I tradition. guess. Tradition, whatever tradition you want to call it. Tradition is a little less creepy than yeah, ritual. Yeah, it's, it's a little less creepy. <laughs> um, but every year I'll play the Castlevania games on Black Friday. It's a day where like my family would typically go out, they go shopping, and I'm just at home. So I would sit there, I'd turn on Iron Maiden albums, and i play Castlevania games, and I love it. It's like one of my favorite things to do. And I've been doing it for years, but I never really considered it speedrunning because, for one, I'd never seen a speedrun. So I'm like, I'm just kind of doing this casually as a thing I do. But uh, the way it actually started was I was playing Shovel Knight on stream and Alex is in the chat. And I just I had just started a game and he's like, yo, beat it with just the shovel. And I was like, 
okay. <laughs> so went through the whole game with, with the shovel, and I, I was like, you know what? That didn't take me that long. Yeah, it wasn't that hard. <laughs> like, maybe I should try speed run. <laughs> yeah. And that's where it began. Like, the whole thing began there. What about you guys? Well, well I think you probably got a more concise answer. I, I do. I have a, a very strong answer for that. The it actually the, the game that got me into speedrunning was Super Meat Boy. Uh, the very first speedrun I ever watched, it was, uh, I think it was GDQ 2013, 2014. It was a 106% run of Super Meat Boy, which is that game's equivalent of 100%. And I was just, like, in awe of this game. And I went out and I picked it up. Like, I started playing it casually. And I was like, you know, this isn't that hard. I could probably do this. And so I, I picked it up, and I think my my PB, I never actually ended up submitting anything because I didn't record any runs because I didn't care. It was mainly just for me, but I beat it in 24 minutes. So Nice. Very nice. With any percent. Nice. So, so when we're saying getting into it, do you mean like doing or just like being no, interested? No, just, just being interested in just it as a whole. It, yeah. like, for me, it was, it was the same game. Like yeah. I watched right. a run that got me interested, and then I ended up running that same game, but it's, that's not necessarily the case. Because I didn't do speed runs until like way after being interested in them, and in reality, I don't remember when I got into them. Like, I, I was never like super into them like I am now but for like years and years I remember like they were kind of there and I was like oh that's neat like I remember seeing some like Tyson punch out ones yeah uh, there was always like that what is it the speed demo archive like SDA yeah that's been around for a long time like tool assisted ones were kind of out there I remember when when tool assisted and RTA were like really like at odds with each other and I'm glad that's over but like that that was a time that existed and yeah if you think about it like speedrunning's always kind of been a thing like even before we called it that like yeah. it, it, it's kind of in the arcade tradition of like people gathering around for that one guy who can just beast out that game you know yeah one quarter fox only final destination <laughs> <laughs> when you like like you have the score runs like you did with uh, the donkey kong you try mm-hmm. to be the fastest to get to the max score or the max level in pac-man yeah like the kill like, screen or whatever they call it it's mm-hmm. always kind of been a thing like humans are, are naturally competitive yes and when you have a bunch of people playing the same game with the same metrics for success you're going to com- compare those metrics for success. Or I guess the flip side is if you love a game so much that you keep playing it, you got to find a new way to make it interesting. Yeah. Or, or just, like, I feel like it's a natural thing to do. You just start, mm-hmm. like, kind of trying to improve what you're doing. Yeah. Um, I think it's interesting because, like I said, I, I feel like I got in the speed running kind of late. Like, Oh, me too, definitely. I feel like it, it, it had existed, but sort of never really existed in the bubble that I was in. Like, yeah, I'd never right. really seen it. Like, so. it, it bumped up against your bubble and then, like, bounced away? Yeah, basically. <laughs> so then when it finally got in and I finally got to see it, which I think was around the same time as you, was mm-hmm. r- around 2013, 2014, I saw that, like, I saw my first GDQ and I'm like, whoa. Yeah. This is fucking cool, this, man. Yeah, it was <laughs> wild to see, like, a bunch of people doing all these different games. Because I, I think the scope of it before that was seemed much more limited. Like, whoa, a guy can beat Mario in five minutes. Well, before, like, you had those, those speedrun marathons, you had to, like, go out and look for a game, right? Like, right. you would go on, on Twitch or YouTube and you'd look for Super Mario 64. Or you'd look for Super Meat Boy. Or you'd look for, you know, Mario Kart or, or whatever. And you had to go out and actively look for these different game speedruns. Whereas with GDQ, you could leave it on one Twitch channel or one YouTube channel and be exposed to a bunch of different kinds of speedruns and a bunch of, of different strats. And you start to see some of the same like tech that's being used across a lot of different games, actually. Uh, animation canceling, like all sorts of little time saves. You have like wall clips and, and like speed mm-hmm. underflow and overflow like yeah. there's a lot of abuse of the programming pixel itself. jumps like, and sub pixel yeah, jumps oh, and sub pixels is sorcery yeah <laughs> it, it gets pretty wild and you get into like frame perfect and pixel perfect and like v- vertically perfect and it's 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 why like a lot that it's it's the, the kind of talk that used to be reserved for the fighting game community yes yeah. and now you can do it for anything it's it's impressive. Yeah. yeah. I, like, I like, think it's interesting that we've gotten to that point, too, because I have to ask this question because I have a feeling I know the answer, but I need to ask it anyway. All right. 
do you have you guys had that moment where you just kind of veg out and you're like gdq or like games done quick youtube channel play just keep going just find, a, just, yeah, out. just find a long video. Like that's mm-hmm. that's how I watched the Final Fantasy VII speedrun, the eight-hour run. I was like, "Well, that'll keep me occupied for a little bit." <laughs> the Final yeah. Fantasy VII no slots any percent run is my favorite bedtime story. <laughs> yeah, for me, like it's funny because I love speedruns were a big part for me. Was watching the speedruns, and then this past winter. Pat got me hooked on Crontendo, and then that's been, like, my bedtime stuff now <laughs> as I watch Crontendo. Yeah. And that's been, like, my bedtime oh, my bedtime good. show. Matthew Matosis is my, my lullaby, so. But, like, I think it's interesting because there's all the various forms of speedrunning, too. Like, there's, depending on the game, there's ten categories in some games, mm-hmm. maybe two in others. And, um... I think all of us do a little bit of speed running, at least, like, to some degree, yeah. we each do some speed running. Like, I've got a couple of games, uh, what, four? Is it four? I don't even four. remember anymore, I think. Curse- actively, just Curses and Chaos, Curses and Shovel Chaos, Knight. Shovel Knight, um, Bloodstained. I forgot about Bloodstained. Yeah. And I think that's it. Yeah, I think you're right. But- no, I, I, well, I did Cuphead, like, twice. That's a tough run. I think I'm on I'm on the leaderboard somewhere, but I don't know where. I haven't looked at it <laughs> since I did the run. But as as far as categories go, I feel like there are there are two main ones. There are two main categories to speedruns. And like you'll see different variations on this in different games. Like take Super Mario 64. You have six categories. Yeah. You have 16 star, you have 70 star, you have zero star, you have 120 star, and those, those are just, like, based on the intended mechanics of the game. Yeah. But think, the two main categories that we're looking at are the any percent and the hundred percent. Yeah. Do beat the game as quickly as possible and do everything in the game as quickly as possible. Yeah. If not everything, then whatever the game defines or the community defines is 100 percent. Yeah, like, that was, that was the, the thing with... Those are the two major th- categories that you're looking at for just about any run. With Curses and Chaos, that was the thing, um with the way I played that game because the interesting part about that game is if you do the it's 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 called good ending which is the 100% um mm-hmm. in order to do the good ending you have to go through the any percent run so like you can kind of do them in tandem so the mechanics kind of go together to some degree in that game like okay I could do this but what's weird about it is there's things and I found, and and it's one of the cool things about speedrunning is even though it may seem like they both would go the same way, they can vary pretty heavily. Like there's a part of um, there's a part of the curses chaos, curses and chaos run where if you're doing the 100% run, you're going to be doing a lot of menuing because you have to get a lot of money to buy specific items so that you could finish this tree of items to get specific items for the end of the game right yeah, yeah. um and it's like what three minutes of menuing i think more than that i think when i did it it was like closer to five it's like five minutes of straight menuing because you're just basically reproducing items selling those items or selling the item that you get out of combining items yeah. for more money and then repeating that process over and over again to get enough money to buy all the items you need so that you <laughs> yeah. can finish the, the, the tree of all the and items. For anyone who doesn't have a whole lot of experience with speedrunning, five minutes is just short of fucking eternity Yeah, in a speedrun. <laughs> <laughs> just short. It's not quite there yet, but it's it's close. Especially for menuing. That's a lot of menuing. It's a lot of menuing. And when you're talking about, what, like an hour... That run. I think that run was an hour and forty five minutes, almost two hours. Like oh, it was, in, okay. it was in that realm. So it's it's not long in the grand scheme, but, but still, it's still no. a lot of time. Yeah. Well, let's let's take it out of the speedrunning context a little bit. Like five minutes in the menu. Like I do that all the time. I leave my menu up on Final Fantasy for like days. Yeah, <laughs> but. Imagine if you were doing something the entire time. That's that's homework, man. Yeah, yeah. It, it, like it's you're not a lot. just sitting on the menu. You're maneuvering around it and like using your buttons and items and all that. Like there's, and it's that, not simple. And that's the that's the craziest part about it is being so precise with it that you don't 
you know, overstep an item, like go one too far, and mm-hmm. then you're buying the wrong item, and now you've messed everything up, and you've eaten now an extra 30 seconds out of your time because yeah. you're like, crap, I lost that money now, now I got to deal with this. So it's optimizing how you menu. And that's assuming you can even recover it. Exactly. Sometimes, like, if you do it wrong right from the gate, you blew it. Like, yeah. that runs over. But what I was getting at is, like, for the, like, they kind of coincide with the any percent and the 100%. But mm-hmm. if you're doing the any percent, you could skip the menuing altogether. You don't need it because you don't need those items. So you're like, I can skip this part. I could just go straight to that boss, do it, it's over. Yeah. And there's so much time saved there. And it's learning these little pieces of mechanics that I think are the fun parts of a lot of these games is, okay, how do I do this? How do I do this? How do I do that? Well, one of my like favorite parts about speedrunning is how much they, they just break the game down. Like, you can, like, in the future, you can take a look at some of these speedruns and use them as like what not to do guides when it comes to programming your game because there are a lot of shortcuts that these games take you know not having collision on certain walls uh not accounting for the player being able to do certain things and that able like enables them to break the game it's that they take these systems and they they just bend them until they break they find where the weak points are and i think that's the most fascinating part about speedrunning. like um every podcast i have to talk about this game Dark Souls. There was a new skip that was found about a year and a half ago that basically let you skip the first half of the game. Uh, I didn't know that. <laughs> uh, it's called Sen's Gate Skip. Oh, is it's that the, the one where you... The de- okay, yeah, I do know that one. So you okay. use a death cam glitch to stop the game from loading collision on certain objects so you can walk through a solid door. Like, that's that's insane to me. And the fact that the game is was out for like six years before anyone found that wasn't like it found because they did something similar in three. Uh, I don't know which came first, honestly. Okay, I know three does have a death cam glitch because I know the that's first time Farron's, I saw that's it. That's Baron Swamp Skip. Yes, because I know the first time I saw it was with Bubbles Del Fuego, mm-hmm. and he did it with Dark Souls three. Yeah, and that was the first time I saw it. So I was like, I wonder if like one coincided with the other. They were like, oh well, you know, maybe that's possible to do somewhere yeah. else. But okay. they've been doing things like that since like Dark Souls two, or with the uh, the skywalking. And yes. bino boosting, it's uh, that's, that's what a like game. discovering these things doesn't shock me. It's that people can like coherently play a video game like, with in that state. Yeah, and they're just like, that, oh yeah, you know. So you want to make sure just walk forward. You don't want to walk forward two and a half steps. It's got to be two of a point, you know, three five <laughs> steps and uh, sub pixel sorcery and and they're they're just like totally fine with it. Yeah. Well, that's something <clears throat> funny enough that I was dealing with maybe a little more than a week ago i decided to it had been a while since i did done any bloodstain runs so i was like you know what let me just kind of de-rust a little bit get myself back into the swing of things uh and there's an out of bounds skip on the second to last level of the game there's an out of bounds skip and you have to go so many screens basically you jump up to this staircase and when you go up the staircase you were never supposed to go back up but when you get on the staircase you're getting on it off screen right so i do remember that yeah. when that happens <clears throat> you start walking up the steps and the game doesn't know what to do so it starts moving the screen around not knowing where to go and you have to input at the exact right time through these transitions if you don't basically there's two things that'll happen and one happened to me more than the other which actually made it really entertaining was one thing is the game will soft lock and you're you just have to go back a couple of levels and do it again. Yeah. Or there's the um the other one where every so often you'll pop up in a different room because that's the idea is you skip a bunch of rooms in the level and you're right by the end right before the boss. You're I think three or four screens from the end boss of that level. But if you do it the other way, you're like eight screens away. But you're in this room where there's moving platforms and there's no ground and you just fall straight into a pit. <laughs> and it's really funny to watch happen. You're like, oh, well, didn't get it right that time. <laughs> but when you look at like some of these skips, um, one in particular that I'm thinking of is is really used in like Sonic games, like the old Sonic games, the screen wrap. 
Yes. Where you you basically underflow your X position, and the game doesn't know what to do. For those of you who, who aren't familiar with the term, underflow means that it's the value of something in the game. In this case, your horizontal position uh, is goes below what it should be or what it's allowed to be. And so what happens with that is an underflow turns into an overflow. The game doesn't know where to put you, so it just loops you to the end of the stage, and then you win. Yeah, it like starts pushing you to the first area it can find that makes sense, yeah. to basically, to the game. Like, think of it like a circle. You start at, at zero. If you go to minus one, that's actually 255 coming the other way. Yeah. So it just it doesn't know where to put you, so it sticks you at the end. And they do a lot of that. I think it's with Mega Man 2. You'll see of, it like, where zips. they... Yeah, they have the zips where mm-hmm. you get stuck. They push themselves into, basically, the ceiling, and it'll push you to the next open area mm-hmm. after that, so... You, you'll see a lot of that in, in speedrunning. It's crazy. Yeah, it's like, crazy. Some of the stuff that these people figure out is nuts. Well, that's the part that... Get, I think that's the part that fascinates me the most, is I'll watch something... Perfect example is with Shovel Knight, with the bubble wrap. Yeah. Like, who thought to try that? Like, that's the thing that fa- I think fascinates me the most, is like, who thought that's an idea that I should try, and then execute it and see what happens. Well, here's... I have this conversation with my wife all the time. She's like, how did they discover that? And usually, from my understanding, what happens is it happens accidentally to somebody. Something similar happens accidentally to somebody. And then they post it on Reddit or they post it on YouTube. And they're like, what happened? And then the rest of the community was like, oh, well, here's why it happened. And here's where else we can use it. Yeah. Like, for the, the bubble wrap specifically... You take a look at uh, ladder skip, ladder in skip plague night, plague night stage, where you can like come onto the the screen above you in a different position than the game intended you to. Bubble wrap is pretty much that same thing. Yes, where you come up onto the screen in a different spot than the game intends you, and you can you can skip a good chunk of that screen, and that's kind of the whole point about it. So like ladder skip makes sense when you look at those two rooms together, and so the next logical extension would be bubble wrap. Yeah, because you can get off the top of that screen. I like to rationalize these things in game, like the way Shovel Knight pops out after the bubble wrap. It, it's almost like he got lost. And he's like, "Oh, yep, oh, here I am." Here I am. <laughs> All right, back to the show. Hello, <laughs> hello. <laughs> the uh, like I, I know part of it too is people who like kind of data mine it, and they're like, there's "Okay, some data mining. there's some data. Some people do some data mining to find areas like that. Like I find that." pretty interesting as well that people kind of take that route well that kind of goes into uh like tool assisted as well where they can play you know frame by frame and try things and not everything is human possible but they they start to find hints of things that the game does when it encounters certain situations and then that can be manipulated maybe maybe you can do it somewhere where you have more slack to to try and pull it off or whatnot yeah and you'll see a lot of people test ideas with like trainers and stuff like that as well you'll see people using trainers and it's like maybe i can do this or try this out i remember the first time i i had an idea in a in a bloodstained run because i run a category zangetsu only you play as just the one character um, I remember on this one level, I was like, I wonder if I can walk off of this platform and do a front flip onto the stairs below and just kind of walk my way through. I don't know if the game will register it as a death because yeah. there's another staircase that has a similar instance where you're sort of like off screen, but not fully off screen. And if you do that, if you hit up, you'll walk some for some reason it registers it as if you were walking down the steps, so you go to the next screen. Oh. And um, if you hit down, you'll die. Like, if you hit down to go down the steps, you'll die, but if you hit up, you'll go to the next screen. I don't know why that is. Like, I would have to talk to the people on the Bloodstained Discord, but... God, video games are weird. Um, mm-hmm. I was like, I wonder if that same idea would work here, and sure enough, it did. I was like, okay, so I don't know if this is with all staircases... Or just certain sets of staircases. Yeah. I haven't tested it everywhere, but there's certain areas where it makes sense in a speed run. And that's that's kind of the thing I was I was referring to, where like you know somebody will do something at random, and then other people will look for other opportunities to use it to save time. Yeah, it, it, it it's, it's crazy. It's fascinating. 
so, people like end up finding this stuff. So it me for the sake of argument guy. Not actually my position, but you know what? <laughs> What's with all these dumb glitches? Like, this doesn't look like a real video game. You're zipping through, like, garbage textures and stuff. Like, that's not a video game. Can't you play it normal? That's why we got categories, folks. Yeah. I, I you know... I can understand that sentiment. I, I can, too. Like, Which is why I tend to go mainly towards glitchless categories. I think it really depends on the game. It does. Yeah. Um, but I think and I think it's how far you break the game too. Mm-hmm. Like that that plays a huge factor to me is how far are you breaking this game? But I I love that there are so many categories out there and a lot of people don't like it. They say it kind of like decentralizes it and all that. There there's some fair arguments to make yeah. about it, yeah. but I don't know. To me, speedrunning isn't a thing that's like like a sports league or like a real competition. It's 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 just this weird arcane bullshit that we love, you know? And, you know, in that way, it kind of reminds me of, like, open source software. Like, people collaborate on a thing to try and make something that will help people. But if you don't like the way it's going, then you just fork that bitch and you make your own. Like, you yeah. go in the direction yeah. you want to take it. And speedrunners do that. Like, oh, well, I don't like this glitch. I think it's not fun. And don't use it. We're just going to do it different. Like, don't use it. Big whoop. Yeah, I, and I and again, I find it so fascinating because in damn near every game, it's ever evolving. Like you see it, I think it was with Wind Waker, they had like a ten year oh the barrier skip. the barrier skip. Like yeah. when they finally found the barrier skip, it'd been like ten years since anybody had done anything like substantial in that game, and then all of a sudden here it is. And there was something similar in. Um, Shovel Knight recently, like, it seemed like Shovel Knight was kind of at that point where, all right, the max you're going to save is, like, five, ten seconds, like, yeah. being perfect, like, getting perfect RNG with, like, the bosses and stuff like that, you're saving maybe, like, ten, twenty seconds yeah. max, but then Highly all of a sudden, optimized. all of a sudden, some people started testing new ways about going about the run they're like you know what instead of using orbs and using you know conjurer's coat i'm gonna go buy the coin and try using that and see how the coin can optimize my run and then all of a sudden everything changed well a lot of that had to do with the tasks yeah there was a task that came out about a year and a half ago that was heavily reliant on the coin yeah and they just abused the shit out of the coin it was just wasn't plausible yeah until they figured a, out the setups. Yeah, it was all about figuring out can can a human do it mm-hmm. or is it just a task thing, which is part of what you were talking about is some of the things that task does, the inputs are happening so quickly, like frame by frame so quickly that it's just not plausible for a human to do. But then some people, you find these tasks and you're like, you know what, that might be like it might not all be plausible, mm-hmm. but some of it is. Really, it was just important to tag task videos as tasks like who'd have thought that was that was the solution and i think yeah. people bristled against that idea like that's not enough and i was like oh yeah it is yeah that's definitely yeah. enough so uh, on the the subject of, of like the history of speed runs in general what's the there's a youtube channel that does world record histories mm-hmm. do you know what do you know yeah. what I'm talking about? username summoning salt correct summoning salt yes. yes and since he started doing it and he does a good job he does a good uh, job since he's started doing it i've seen other people start to do it for their games and i think mm-hmm. that's great because like We've talked about game preservation and stuff like that, but kind of part of it is the history too. Yeah, I'm not saying we got to save every drama post, but like, yeah. although we will. Yeah, we um, will because the internet never forgets. Um, it turns out the internet's full of people and people suck. But uh, <laughs> but let's talk about how they don't suck for a sec. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's neat to see like that these things happened and we have a history because like you know the internet is still real life. And but there was uh, there was one I just watched. Um, the other day from uh, I think it was a GoldenEye runner, Carl Jobst. Yes. Like he's he's actually kind of gotten into like the history of speedrunning kind of thing. And I know um, was it Goose? R. White Goose did a lot of like GoldenEye yeah. history stuff. There was but, a lot of controversy in in the uh, in the golden in the golden eye community with the one level. What is it? The uh, bunker? Bunk? Is it no, archives? not bunker? The one runway, maybe the one that's on like you're up in the air and you're on like all the catwalks. What the cradle? The The cradle. cradle. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, I couldn't think of the name of it. It's been so long since I've played. Yeah, it's been it's been a long time. But but there's 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 a lot of there's a lot. But there's some interesting history there. Um, there one in particular. He does one on both the 16 star and the 70 star route, 
and the, the the discoveries that led to Super Mario 64 being able to be beaten with 16 and then eventually zero stars, which yeah. is actually insane. The game expects you to grab 70 yeah. in order to be able to beat the game, but you just kind of abuse like the game's the way that it loads certain things and the way that it calculates Mario's speed. You combine those two things to skip three doors, yeah. and then you're at the final boss within like. 15 minutes like it's insane and people still run it in all these different ways too like it's still one of the most run games out there like yeah. at, at the like we found ways to get past these barriers and have less stars and some people are like nah yeah, I still want to play it the old way I still want to play 70 and star. that's honky dory in fact I propose there should be a 69 star route in which you still play a lot of the game you get the nice sex number <laughs> but then you still do the glitch to get past the, the stairs very there, nice. I, I would not you be surprised. The sex number. Okay. I would not be surprised if there is a category. I for hope that. there is. I mean, I, Super Mario Bros. Three has all forts. Like there yeah. are, there are, there are wild categories that are a lot of fun. Well, I think one of my favorite named categories, and like once you understand the mechanics of it, it, it makes sense. But my favorite named category is the Legend of Zelda. No up A. No up A. No up A. Yeah. No up A is like one of my favorite category qualifiers. Like that's like you're like, so I can't hit up or A? Like that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. No, it was it had something to do with like it reloaded the game, like it reset the game or something yes. if you hit up and A at the same time on the NES. And there's a category where you don't do that. Yeah. That's why it's called no up A. That makes sense. I looked up the sixty nine star thing. And it's wonderful. It's probably a joke. But the first result was new world record, six, Mar Super Mario 64, 69 stars in four hours and 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and then my phone shut off. You know what? That, <laughs> that, that, should be, that should be the world record and it should never be touched. They should just have that playing on Twitch's front page forever. <laughs> just that video. Heck, that should be the only video on Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> Every episode of Black Mirror is just that. Well, I think it's interesting too because like the the the, the speedrunning community in a lot of ways has brought about some interesting things that we're seeing them do now with like randomizer speedruns oh, and yeah. stuff like that. Like I just watched a video uh the other day. Uh shout out to Grand Pooh Bear. Love that guy. He's uh, amazing is and this you should the, uh the reacts. Is this what you're talking about? The react? No, not the not the reaction okay. video. The um, but you should check out his podcast as well. It's called the Warp World Podcast. You should check that out. Yeah, he's, um, a, good, he's a good dude. But he was playing a ROM hack called Secret of Mario, and like the intro screen looks like the Secret of Mana screen. I, I saw that that thumbnail. I didn't get a chance to watch the video yet. So it's the first Mario made or the first Super Mario World. ROM hack where if you die in the level, the level randomizes itself and you have to do it again wow. and it's all different. Oh, wow. And it was so cool to watch. And That's... I'm like, I can't wait to see these guys try speed running like these levels oh, where. Yeah. It ha it's constantly changing on you, and that, that that's such well, an interesting part of speedrunning is how many different things can happen, as we've said, different categories. When you go into, like, Super Mario World, though, like, there's there's a history of dying to seed the RNG. Like, on the, the Wendy fights, anytime you fight Wendy in Super Mario World, if you die, then you'll always get the same pattern yes. the second time. So I can see like that being an actual strat, like an intentional death in order to to see the the level. Oh yeah. To get the the fa like it might be faster to die four times and get this version of the level than it would be to play either of the other three. That's a weird thing that that comes about in speedrun where it's actually advantageous to you to waste time. Yeah. Intentionally so that you can get a faster result in the end. Yeah, yeah, that that is pretty. It, it is it's pretty crazy. Counterintuitive, when, but it also makes a weird sort of sense. Yeah, because you don't know. I, I mean, obviously, the speedrunner knows because they've done it both ways. You sat down and you've gone with whatever that random set of RNG is going to be for that battle, and then they did it the other way, where you take the intentional death and see where it takes you, and you're like, "Wow, okay, this actually saves me time." So you find that. Yeah, like little fine tuning is such a a big part of speed running. Now I'll be you hear the, the word optimization being thrown out a lot. 
Mm-hmm. I haven't. I'll, I'll be the first one to say it. I haven't done a ton of it. I think the games I've done it for the most have probably been Bloodstained and Curses and Chaos. And even Curses and Chaos, I've I've looked at it and been like, I can still do more. Like I currently, I believe I haven't checked it in a while, but I think I still hold the world record in both categories in in uh, any percent and and good good ending. Um, but. Even when I look at them, I'm like, there are still things I could do here that improve it. And I still think that me and you, Alex, need to do the, the, co-op. the co-op percent. I'm in, dude. I'm so in. So that there's just another one to another percentage there. But there's <laughs> there's like very little optimizations in a lot of these games that add up like over a long period of time. Like, for example... Uh, Shovel Knight, that's the run I'm probably most familiar with because that's the one I've put the most time into. There's an optimization where you never swing your shovel while you're on the ground. Yeah. You just don't. Because in if you're on the ground, you stop moving. Yep. If you're in the air, you don't. So you just don't swing your shovel while you're on the ground. And when if you do, you jump immediately after so you can get at least a little bit of your momentum back. Yeah. But it's like little weird things like that. that is that what they call shovel canceling? That is shovel canceling, yes. yeah. Shovel canceling is a big part, and like, like, but animation canceling in general is like a big part of those games. Like, you look at uh, Dark Souls Three; they have the the Ember animation cancel. Yes, it's it's weird. Like these little optimizations that come through that might save a second, second and a half, but that second, second and a half, you know, that might be all the time you need for world record or new PB or whatever. PB yeah. equals personal best for those who aren't versed in the lingo. Is that what it stands for? Yeah. Wow. It's not peanut butter. I, oh, always, I always thought it was peanut butter. No, but see, I, I thought it was peanut butter too, but then I got a new PB and I didn't get any peanut butter. So I was like, why am I even doing this without the peanut butter? That's. And then I read online it was personal best. I was like, oh, I'm doing this for the wrong reasons. That's why I'm still hungry. I thought it was pea butt. Pea butt. <laughs> All right, goodbye, guys. I'm leaving. <laughs> goodbye. See you later. Fucking pee butt. I, I, I don't even know what to say. Like <laughs> I committed hard to that bit. Pee butt. My, my headset wasn't coming off though. <laughs> pee butt. I mean, I, I still want to leave. By the way, I'm 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 here under protest. <laughs> I, don't, I protest really don't butt. believe you. Protest. Yeah, I'm here protest under protest. But that's what PB is. It's protest. But. But, like... <laughs> oh, my God. I think it's interesting, too, because I know a lot of people... I've had a I've had a few people ask the questions, because I've asked people, you know, what questions do you have about speed running and, you know, just as a general topic. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times you have people, for example, with games that are randomized. Well, how do you do a speed run of a game... That's random and it's, you know, it goes back to like seeds and stuff like yeah. that. Like you have seeds that you can put in so that it's a consistent experience for everybody who runs it. Yeah, so you're only comparing. And that's kind of the deal with categories too. Yes. Like how do you know, like how does an any percent runner compete with a hundred percent runner? They don't. They're in, com- that's like how, why does the, how does the NFL compete with the MLB? They don't. It's completely different games. That's true. Yes. Like there's there's so much more that goes into a hundred percent or an any percent run that it's like they're basically playing two different games. Yeah, the the, the category it, it's the same. It's kind of the same uh, ideas that you got the you got the category, and the seed is essentially creating the car- category for you for certain games. Like you can't. I don't know. I don't know that that would ever work because. Otherwise, because then you could have somebody who got a seed that was just like god tier seed versus the guy that got poopy butts right. tier. You just have instant go mode. Yeah. So yeah. So there has to be some sort of you know consistency there to make sure that everybody's on the level playing field. You don't want to give anybody you know some sort of advantage right yeah. from the gate. And that, that's where it seems like it's more for randomizers. It seems more about like. In, like in the moment competition like we're going to play the same seed right now as opposed to like let's see who can get the best time on this seed like i, I don't yeah. think you see that yeah. in general well, it's like, more about races and like it, at that point it becomes more about just general game knowledge 
like where can you go where does where does the logic dictate where i should go based on the things i've seen so far what's the best place for me to go moving forward like what is my best next step and a lot of that comes down to both familiarity with the game with the items with the world and just how the 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 randomizer itself works yeah like to give an idea of something that's kind of in the same vein um we talked about this game two weeks ago when we were talking about the co-op experience we were talking about risk of rain 2 risk of rain 2 has a game mode called the prismatic trials yes and it is a instance where everybody is getting the same level the same way same items everything is exactly the same it's how fast can you complete it and it's sort of like the here's speed run here's the yeah. speed run race um so in that that's kind of how that works for games like that like if you just played risk of rain the experience you have the first time is going to be completely different than the fifth time yeah so but if you play that prismatic trial Every time it's going to be exactly the yes, same. Yes, it has that consistency so that everybody can do it and you can compare times now because, okay, well, what did you do differently than I did? Um, so I think that I, I, I've noticed a lot of those games like the roguelikes and the roguelites have done to kind of give them the opportunity to be on the speedrunning platform because it's such a huge platform. Now. Yeah. I mean, even even Binding of Isaac has stuff like that with like the daily challenges because they'll have a, a, a daily where it changes every day and every player gets the same run and then you're ranked on score and time. Yeah. I mean, it's less about the, the, the time than it is about the score because, you know, you waste a lot of time getting a high score. Yeah. That's how that game goes. But the fact that it's, it's competitive at all says something. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, yeah. That. So, why don't we take this in a, another direction? Let's let's do a, a little question and answer. Okay. What's a what's a speed run like either game or type or category in general that didn't appeal to you that you are now a big fan of? Ooh, mm. that is really tough. RPG. Do you have Do you have an answer? I do. I, I, I was really not into RPG speedruns. Yeah. Like Final okay. Fantasy. Ditto. I thought it, I thought it was kind of like arbitrary and pointless. Like you're skipping all this dialogue. The people's worked so hard to write for you. And now, you know, that's kind of go against the idea of the game. Yeah. And it, it's not a game that's really like conducive to speedrunning. It, it, yeah, it, it just felt wrong to me. And I felt like people were like, it, it but it's not like until you watch it where you, you like can respect the amount of planning that goes into it. Yeah. Well, there's the planning, which is really impressive, you know, like and it, it takes a certain endurance as well. Like mm -hmm. you got to you got to yeah. put a lot of eggs in one basket. But uh, it, it's the people actually kind of turned it around for me because I don't, I don't want to say that I think like, you know, Final Fantasy is, is like scripture that must be respected. But I, I got the impression that like. You know, they didn't really like the games. They were just trying to finish them fast for, like, e-cred. Yeah. And now I see, like, the people who run Final Fantasy games love them. Yeah. Like, absolutely love them, and they know everything about them, and, like, this is the only way to push further at this point. Yeah. And I, in that way, now I see them, like, wow, that's really cool. And every time I watch one, I learn more about these games I thought I knew everything about. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's interesting too because while you know while Pat was talking about that, one of the things I brought up was um, I brought up Persona Five speedruns and they're like sixteen hours long, and it brings up another topic of speedrunning, which is the uh, segmented runs. Yeah, because I have to assume with a sixteen-hour and fifteen-minute run, it had to be segmented. Like, there's no, I, I don't see people, I, or at least I could not sit there for sixteen hours straight <laughs> yeah. playing one game and be coherent enough to make sure I make literally zero mistakes. I don't think I, I could, but I do believe that people have done that. I oh, so do I. Yeah, I believe that like, they've absolutely. done single segment. It, it that's that's friggin' nuts. One of my favorite things that I see on here though is the fact that. And I've this is the first time I've ever seen this I on I see it on I know exactly speedrun.com is hard drive type. Yeah. They let you know like who had a solid state drive versus a regular standard hard drive. That's hilarious. That's good. I mean, but it's good that they keep that in mind. They're mm -hmm. like, oh, you yeah. know, your load times are going to be shorter with that solid state, so let's make sure we make that clear. 
Well, that's an aspect I don't quite understand, but I know is like a thing that's been addressed is load times. Like a lot of runs, when they calculate the time, they take out load times. And like I don't know if like the person verifying it like sits there with a stopwatch. Well, I think a lot of that what? has to do with like in-game time. Yeah, some games do yeah. the in-game time. I know there's a lot of like in-game time. But there was there was a, a video I was watching. Speaking of of hard drive types, uh, this is something else that goes into like speed running, and that's um, version differences. Yeah, I was watching uh, actually a Carl Jobes video yesterday about Super Mario Odyssey, and he was talking about how you could skip the the, the tutorial moon in the very beginning of the game. It's like a you know five six minute time save where you don't have to do this stupid little mini game. But then when they the first patch that came in like four days after the game came out made it so that you couldn't do that. Like you could still skip it, but you couldn't activate the first boss until you had picked that up. Okay. So anyone who had gotten the game after that point wasn't able to do that skip ever. Huh. So like the version differences played a, a big part in that as well, which is like you'll see a lot of games like older games where the 1.0 version is still available, yeah. Then you know a lot of a lot of things will be played on that because well, that's like certain, Cuphead, yeah. With the legacy mode, they have the legacy mode yeah. of the game. So there's the different categories of the run based on the version that you're playing. So, but there's like that's really interesting, like the 1.0 versus the 1.1, 1.2, like which skips and time saves are available on which version is actually really interesting. Yeah, and a lot of games like if if any of you are ever interested in speed running, like speedrun.com is a great place to go to look at like speed runs, watch some speed runs, see games that you enjoy and see There's also a lot be- of like links to the communities and stuff, so yes. you can ask the people directly like from my experience with speed running and interactions with speed run communities, they are amazing. Like, 99 times out of 100, super welcoming. They 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 relish helping new players because like they want to be the best, but they want to be the best of a lot of people. Yeah, they don't want to be the best of like two or three people that are running the game. They want as much competition feel. as possible. I think there's a big element of being like keepers of the flame too. Like mm-hmm. you're the super fans now. Like you're the ones who are gonna keep it going, or nobody's gonna play this game anymore. Yeah. yeah. But basically, you're going to go to speedrun.com. You're going to find your favorite game. You're going to go to the forum, and you're going to find the Discord link. That's how you get into it. That's how you yeah. get into it. And, and the thing is... And then just play the game. Like, part of what I was going to, you know, a little bit allude to is, again, with speedrunning, there's a lot of parameters sometimes that you need to follow in order to validate your run. Um for example, I know for like Shovel Knight, they expect you to have VSync on or off. I can't remember which one. I, I think it but, needs to be but, off. But I believe, you know, and the thing is, for example, I had a run that was invalidated and I didn't even realize it when I did it. Uh, but Moomoo brought it to my attention is when I did the speed run, I have a 144 hertz monitor and I had it set to 144 hertz. Well, the problem is when you run the game without V-Sync, Shovel Knight will occasionally speed up or slow down. Mm -hmm. And basically like... I remember you having that problem. I remember watching you be like, why am I moving so fast? Yeah, like what is happening? Like why is this? (laughs) And it was because the game, you know, would speed up and slow down based on the refresh rate of the monitor. So there are games that will have those things in place so that, again, it's that everybody is getting the exact same experience, making sure that it's that even playing field. Everybody goes in the same way. See what you can make happen. Mm -hmm. But... I definitely encourage people to go check out the various, you know, yeah, go, to, go go find a community to join. It's, yeah. Speedrunning is like, even if you don't do it yourself, it's so fun to watch. And if even if it's something that you're not quite ready to join a community or anything like that, there's plenty of events that happen. You can check out Games Done Quick on Twitch. They typically have events happening. Uh, RPG Limit Break always has events happening. Like they'll do like their Final Fantasy IV Free Enterprise, and they do the Quest for Glory. They're doing, uh, they're currently doing their big event, which is the RPG Limit Break. And they usually host a few other smaller events that other people plan, like uh, Questing for Glory and and really really longathon. Uh, Mario yes. Maker Coliseum. Really, yeah, Mario Maker Coliseum. So really, uh, like a, a good tip from me is. To 
go find not that I really know much about this community, but go to the speedrunning subreddit and there should be on the info bar on the right side a list of marathons coming up. Yeah. And that's a good way to find just like stuff to do because they the marathon runs tend to be ones that try to like showcase the game they explain the things they're doing where like an individual stream they might not they're 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 more yeah they're more More focused focused. on the run um but there's a lot of different places you can dip your toe into this pool absolutely so now i've got one question for you guys i know it's going to be a tough one but what is your favorite marathon to watch i don't really watch marathons I watched GDQ one year. Okay. Mainly, I just watch YouTube videos after the fact. Okay. Hmm. What about you, Pat? My favorite to watch. I, I mean, I generally like them, but I feel like I really came around on Questing for Glory just because, just because, like, it's just a marathon run where people are talking. Like, yeah. Like that's it. I think for me, the NESathon is one of my favorite where they go through all different NES games and it's like the whole focus is speed running of NES games. And I saw it like a year or two ago. It's very small still, but I watched it and I'm like, because I don't know. I, I, I think I've always talked about this. There is this warm spot for the NES for the NES for me. Like I love those games. Some of them I know are straight trash. And yeah. I still love it for whatever reason. Well, I think you can't you can't divorce uh, speedrunning from the NES just because no. so many games you couldn't save. Yeah, like you had to beat it in one sitting. So like you were kind of intrinsically speedrunning. Yeah, and uh, I just love that event. Like I remember one of my favorite runs at GDQ was the dragon the Dragon Warrior run with okay. uh, NES Carnality. Um. Because of how much went into it. Like, okay, I I can move this many times. When he's in battle, he's like, okay, I have to hit the command button to make command come up six times. If I do it that many times and then hit attack, I'll get a critical attack. And you're like, how do you remember all of this? This is like (laughs) blowing my mind. Well, there was an interesting segment they had on uh, GDQ. I think it was like two years ago where they taught someone how to speedrun this game, like, on the spot. Oh, yeah. What was it, Strider or something? Strider, yeah. It was, like, a half-hour to 45-minute, like, coaching session. Mm -hmm. And then they had them run the game, like, as its own event. And I thought that was really cool. It was someone who had never played this game before, and they sat with a speedrunner for about a half-hour, 45 minutes. They explained the strats. They explained the tech. And they gave them, like, visual cues, audio cues, whatever, whatever you need to get through it. And then they ran the game. And I thought that was really interesting. And it kind of showcased, like, how accessible it, this whole thing actually is. For So for something for people to check out, I think it happens a couple times a year if you want to get into speed running. Or if you're in speed running and you've never heard of it, there's a thing that people do called the 12-hour challenge. You have oh, 12, yeah, 12 hours hour to pick up a brand new game and learn the speed run tech and see how good you could do in that 12 hours. And... I, I I talked about doing it one year, but I just didn't know what game. Like I couldn't think yeah. of what game I wanted to do at the time, and I really need to kind of bo- like really think about it. Be like, all right, you know what? I'm going to do all this right. game. Mm-hmm. I've got it. What? Let's do Final Fantasy X. <laughs> they said they got great notes. That's ten hours. Between so two you have of two us, hours to learn it. the run and then ten hours to actually do it. <laughs> yeah. No, no, you're just going balls in. <laughs> you've got like one what? guy reading the notes, giving it to the other guy, and then vice versa. You got time to learn it because you got like seven hours of cutscenes in that game. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucked up. If you are seriously down, it, we'll do a twelve hour stream. And I, we'll I try kinda, to learn it. I kind of wow. want to do it. All right, I'm in. <laughs> Alex, you in? I'll I'll watch. (laughs) (laughs) I'll read notes. (laughs) Oh, man. So stay tuned for that. The bomb-ass pizza and the Salonium's 12-hour challenge of Final Fantasy X. Oh, boy. I'm excited. That's harsh. This is going to be wild. Save often. (laughs) Save often, yes. That's going to be a wild one. I'm looking forward to it, though. Going to nail it. But nice. Speedrunning is such an awesome topic. Yeah, it's so accessible. It's so fun to watch. It's so fun to do. Like, just 
Just get into it. That's all. Yeah, check it out. Like, it might not be your cup of tea, but there's only one way to find that out, and that's mm-hmm. to check it out. Just like, do it. Sit down and, you know, try it out. Like, I think that was one of the things that really kind of brought my... And I get asked it a lot by my community on my Twitch channel now, because I've always been sort of a variety streamer, but I got into speedrunning a few years ago, and every so often I have people asking me, yeah, why ain't you running Blue Man right now? Like, what happened to Blue Man runs, and what happened to Zangetsu runs? And it's like, you know, you're right. You're right, I should, yeah. I should be doing this, but I'm not. No. <laughs> I gotta get back to Shovel Knight myself. I'm sort of doing a speed run though right now with Game Crunch. I mean, yeah. I'm trying to beat a bunch yeah. of games in one year, so it's sort of like a giant speed run in itself. Mm-hmm. It, it's an adjacent thing, definitely. Yeah. yeah, but I think this was Alex. This was an awesome topic. Oh, it's it's great. Like we're all speedrunners, air quotes. Like we've all done runs. We're all super familiar with the the community. I think. This was a great conversation, and I hope you guys enjoyed it as much as we enjoyed having the conversation. Yeah. I think we'll come back to this at some point, too. I, I definitely Absolutely. think we should. I definitely I, think we should. I think, I think speedrunning can be talked about multiple times over, because there's so much to talk no, about. No, what we'll do is we'll just have the next podcast about speedrunning. We'll just play the Final Fantasy X speedrun like, on the screen <laughs> in the background, and then we'll just talk for that entire time. I think we could do 10 it. Ten hours? I think we could do it. I think we could do it. It would end up being a memeathon by like hour nine, but by hour nine, it would be a memeathon. But with us, it would be memeathon by like fifteen minutes, like yeah, minute nine. Yeah, minute. <laughs> that was a mean run back in Final Fantasy nine. Uh, like he said, P butt. Yeah, I said yeah, P butt. He's we right, did, we did, and I threatened to leave. <laughs> All right, I'm still but we're gonna do anything. Final Fantasy ten. We're gonna send a great P butt. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna get a great P butt in. Oh my god. A good peanut butter. I love some peanut butter. But if you guys enjoyed the podcast, remember to, you know, give us a good review if you're listening on iTunes. I think iTunes is the only one that has, like, a rating system, yeah. which is weird. Make sure to smash that like button until just smash it until it doesn't work so and no one else can get any likes. Hit the button and hit the bell just, for notifications. Just mash all the buttons. Like a, like a kid on a piano. Just hit them all. <laughs> every time you hit a button, our high score goes up. But if you do want to check out some speed runs and you listen to any of us, you could always check out one of us on Twitter or Twitch, not Twitter. Yeah. Like we're not we're speed, speed run- running Twitter <laughs> or just go on Twitter and ask us, like, what's a cool speed run? Like, I'm sure one of yeah. us will like I'll, I will. I promise if you tweet me and ask me for a speed run recommendation, I'll send you something. Yeah. I'm gonna, Ditto. I'm going to do that. We all we all have good runs that we've seen. Like, I, I, we love it. I'll pull something out of my game sack. I'm going to do that. And. <laughs> I'm going to do that, and Pat's going to be like, Final Fantasy X Relay Race. All right. I'm dying over Game Sack. I think it was just the sack part. (laughs) Pat got himself with sack. You guys have filthy minds. You're the one who died laughing over there. Yeah. But... You weren't supposed to tell them. <laughs> but we're laughing at your laughing. It just makes us seem like idiots. I, well, that at... was what I was going for. <laughs> well, we ruined it. Welcome Thanks. to life. Thanks, dog. You the got implication it, dog. is that we're stupid. <laughs> All of us. But you can follow any of us on Twitter. They'll, they'll be down in the description. Join the Discord. You know, there's another place you could talk to us about speedrunning. Yeah, we have just, an entire section in our in our Discord for speedrunning. We do. We do. Um, Come hit us up. So you can check it out. That'll be in the that'll be in the link down below. And, you know, of course, you know. Just keep li- listening. Yeah, keep listening. We'll have another episode in two weeks. I'm not going to give away what it is yet. And the reason I'm not is I don't remember yeah, we what don't remember. it is. We're going to check, <laughs> we're gonna have to check the spreadsheet on that one. In the meantime, just go back and listen to all the other podcasts. But again. we actually have a good amount of content out now. This is uh, four or five hours it, it, of content. Yeah, this is episode five right Man. here. So, and also, if you're going to go back and listen to the old episodes, as we said in episode one, make sure you stop the stop episode one and play Shovel Knight. Yeah. <laughs> and then you could go back to listening wow. to the podcast. Yeah. Time is convoluted on this podcast. <laughs> Heroes of old phasing in and out. But thank you, everybody, <laughs> for listening. I appreciate it. I hope you have a wonderful day. Yeah, whatever time it happens to be, wherever it is you happen to be, I hope you have a good one. P-butt. P-butt. <laughs>